that we cannot change our reality, but what we can choose is we can choose joy in the midst of whatever our reality is. Hi, and welcome to Straight Shot Radio. My name is Johnny Slick, and I'm the owner and head coach at Straight Shot Training. If you had to spend every day fighting a genetic disease by doing hours of therapy, regular hospital admissions, taking countless medications and intravenous drugs, and using a feeding tube to maintain a healthy weight, and do all of this just to be able to breathe, you can imagine how hard it must be to see the joy in life. But today's guest, Mary Fry, not only goes through all of that to battle her cystic fibrosis with a positive attitude, she has made it her mission to spread laughter and joy to the thousands and thousands of people that view her and her husband's YouTube vlog every day. While we do get into how exercise is used as a treatment for cystic fibrosis, the main reason I wanted to have Mary on the show is to let you all hear from her how to push out negativity, self-doubt, and fear by choosing joy, courage, and hope. Joining us today is my sister-in-law, Mary Fry. You all may know Mary from her YouTube vlog with her husband, Peter, called The Fry Life. On this vlog, they chronicle the ups and downs of life with cystic fibrosis. And the vlog has over 180,000 subscribers now, Mary. Is that right? I think so. And you all have been inspiring people from all walks of life for three and a half years now. Yep. So thank you for joining us, Mary. Thanks for having me. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the vlog on YouTube? Because this is your full-time job now, right? Yeah. Yep. So how did that start three and a half years ago? Well, we didn't start it thinking that it was going to be like a lifelong thing. But we um, had the opportunity to go to Scotland for my husband's schooling. And we knew that our families would miss us and we would miss them. So we decided not to worry we will film every single day and we will yeah. put it on the internet because that's what every normal person <laughs> does well that's how we kept up with you guys yeah but you all have been doing every single day for yeah. three and a half years now yeah haven't that's, missed a day that's crazy it was there's been yes. a lot of crazy stuff that you've gone through with your, with your cystic fibrosis yeah that, where a normal person would be okay with shutting off the camera <laughs> they needed to, but no, yeah. but but you all knew that this was was important for the people who were following you all because you guys don't just show the pretty stuff. Right. I think that's what is, is so cool about it, is that you guys show the ups and the downs and the good and the bad that come with having a, a disease like this. Yeah, and it's hard to find that balance. Like, we want to show real life, but at the same time, we don't want every single video to be like, oh, here's Mary, she's sick again. But yeah. <laughs> that's kind of my reality. So here's five minutes of Mary coughing. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I've gotten some, some comments like, why don't you show your coughing more? And I'm like, because I can't stand listening to it when we're editing. <laughs> but we do want to show like glimpses of the harder moments. And although we can't pick up the camera in every hard scenario, we try to show glimpses when we can. Yeah. Um, but we also really enjoy showing the, the joy in life, that there can be joy in the midst of tough days, and you can choose how you're going to respond for each challenge. And yeah. um, it's been 
crazy just the response. We, you know, when we first started, we had our friends and families from our different circles, like our family in Maryland watching and some people from our undergrad in Chicago watching and just kind of a few people here and there. And then after a few months, it was like, oh, I think there's like some other people watching, like maybe a couple hundred. Yeah. And then um, it kind of grew to thousands and now almost 200,000. And um, so as we've grown and kind of learned what our audience is interested in, they're very interested in the health aspect of living with cystic fibrosis. So we do focus on what it's like to live with cystic fibrosis for us. And of course, for every cystic fibrosis patient, it's going to be different. Um, Even including my sister and I, our CF walk is different, as you know. And... um, So we just show what life is like from our perspective. And one of the things that we really harp on in our vlog is that our vlogs are not meant to be prescribing, but really just describing what our life is like. This isn't how it should be or how you should live if you have CF. It's just our experience. How you get through it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So as you mentioned, my wife, who is your sister, Rachel, also has cystic fibrosis. Um, and we've said that word a bunch now, but there's probably a lot of people still who don't know what cystic fibrosis is. So can you explain to us, Mary, what cystic fibrosis is? Yeah, and we shorten cystic fibrosis and call it CF for yeah. short. Um, so it's a genetic disease that we were born with. And I say we because I grew up with a sister with CF. So whenever I talk about CF, it's we. It's we. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's typically categorized as a lung disease, but really it affects every part of the body, every cell in our body. Um, For Rachel and I, you know, it's symptomatically, you can hear us coughing a lot because our lungs are full of mucus because a cystic fibrosis body creates too much mucus and that is the perfect place for bacteria to grow. So our lungs are constantly fighting chronic um, bacterial infections, which thankfully are not... Uh, contagious to normal people, which is great. They are very contagious to other people with CF. Yes. So we keep our distance from other cystic fibrosis patients, but because Rachel and I grew up in the same household, um, our bodies were always exposed to the same things. So thankfully we, we get to be around each other. Yeah. But, um, and well now Rachel post transplant, it's not going to affect her new lungs because her new lungs, the cells in her new lungs do not have the gene that it that causes thick mucus in cf lungs right yeah yeah the other main issues for my body as a cystic fibrosis patient is that i have liver disease which causes portal hypertension which is something wrong with my spleen so i have an enlarged spleen and then i have my blood sugars go weird so there's like quite a few different thing like uh body systems that are affected but mainly for me it's a lot of coughing a lot of therapy and a lot of medication and some hospital time in there. Okay. So with all of those things going on every day, what does your daily treatment look like? Because I know you guys do some some therapies and, of course, a ton of medications. So right. What do those look like morning? Typically morning and night when you do stuff throughout the day too. But. Right. So my normal everyday thing is I wake up and do an hour of airway clearance, which I use the vest. Um, It's a machine that I strap on each day and it shakes me, literally shakes me and tries to shake up the mucus in my lungs to try to 
loosen my lungs so I can breathe better. And um, so I do an hour of that in the morning and then I do a combination of nebulized medications. I do hypertonic saline. I do the 3% because the 7% makes me feel like I can't breathe. Um, and then I do Pulmazyme, which is a, um, another one. Another one, it's another airway clearance medication. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the reason I wanted to interview specifically for a podcast about exercise and training is that exercise can play a role in the management of CF. So you talked about your vibrating vest that you use for airway clearance. Now, how exactly does exercise help somebody with CF? So my impression of cystic fibrosis world and fitness is that for some patients, the best way for them to cause their lungs to clear the mucus which basically just means make their lungs cough. Yeah. The best airway clearance method for them is activity. So walking or running or biking or some sort of fitness. For me, I haven't found, like my lungs cough a ton on their own. It doesn't take like activity to make them cough, but yeah. I use activity to like strengthen my muscles and just give my overall body like, an opportunity to build endurance. Yeah. So I don't view my exercise as airway clearance. Okay. Although I do cough yeah. sometimes when I do it. But for me, when I wake up in the morning, I do my airway clearance to really just like, I cough a ton and I'm spinning out a ton of mucus and it's disgusting and that's my life. Um, <laughs> but I do that for an hour in the morning and then I'm typically pretty exhausted after that. And then sometimes in the like mid to late afternoon is my best time for doing exercise. And my hope during that time when I'm exercising is that I don't cough a ton. Okay. Actually, <laughs> because I've already coughed a ton, but yeah. um, so my hope is that I won't be having a super cough, coughing hour. Okay. So I can really spend some time building muscle and enjoying yeah. my exercise. Okay. And I know we've talked about it before, because yeah, you've had some shoulder issues in the past, but mm -hmm. whenever you spend 28 years coughing, it ends up, and, and when, and plus, uh, we talk about uh, dysfunctional muscle patterns. So when you have a, a disease that affects your lungs that causes you to cough a lot, you end up having dysfunctional breathing patterns. And, right. and you've gotten shoulder issues because of the muscles around your upper chest being so tight. So some of the exercises you've done before have been for like, upper back strengthening or you've done some physical therapy stuff in the hospital for it yep. so so that's another way that exercise is used to treat patients with cf is is undoing some of the muscular imbalances that come from having to cough so much i mean obviously yeah. all people with cf have pretty strong abs <laughs> coughing all the time i find that the ab exercises are the easiest for me because i get so much practice but yeah um using like exercise bands and that sort of thing to stretch the muscles that get really tight from coughing and to help like correct my uh, posture yeah. just be from coughing and all of that. Do you find it helps you breathe better when you do those things? I can't say like, oh, I definitely feel better after I do it. Okay. I don't feel that direct difference, yeah. but I will say I have heard from some CF patients that they feel distinctly better after they've exercised. Okay. So I think that is awesome. And I will also say this real quick. For some patients, they see a numerical benefit, meaning when they blow into that machine at the doctor's office, their lung function, that number that measures how well their lungs are working, that number goes up pretty significantly 
when they are in like a good pattern of exercise. Okay. I was like, my lung function was declining. This was probably three years ago. Um, my lung function was steadily declining. We were doing IV antibiotics, trying everything we could. And finally, I was so like frustrated. I was like, I better just try exercise. <laughs> so I got on the elliptical machine and I did it twice a day for months and months. And I was like, if I view my therapy important, which I do, I do yeah. it twice a day, I should try exercise in addition to my therapy. So yeah. I added that to my regimen and it was hard, but I, I did it, it yeah. was hard. And I expected, because I was doing something that was so hard, yeah. I expected to see that number, that numerical benefit, and I never did. And so I, at that point, kind of adjusted what I wanted to do for exercise since I did not enjoy the elliptical. I tried some different things and I've kind of found what I enjoy. Yeah. And no, I never see a numerical benefit, but it doesn't mean it's bad for me. It's not like my lung yeah. function goes down. Yeah, yeah, it's just that some patients do see that benefit. Yeah. And I'm so glad yeah, that that's... It's a, an, and it's important that you tried because you wouldn't right. have known if it would... So at least, you know, try and see if it's going to benefit you or not. Yeah. I mean, I have been contacted by some other athletes with cystic fibrosis because weight management is such a difficult thing because you yeah. all burn so many calories coughing. Plus, yeah. it's not like, you know, when you have CF, you typically have poor growth. Right. It's not like, you know, you're, you you see super tall jack people running around with CF <laughs> <laughs> just naturally. But there are a lot of people who have used uh, weight training to gain muscle weight. <laughs> as beneficial so that's yeah. another way so it's not just for you know cardio or airway clearance or seeing your your um pulmonary function test go up but some people will use it for for weight gain yeah but the, true but you found yoga yes this has been the past like two year years and year and a half okay yeah. So did the yoga help with the breathing or with just the stretching or anything? No, I you just like I, it? I just like okay. it and it's something that I can see a difference. Okay, so I could go on the treadmill and or the elliptical or whatever, and one day I'd be able to do 12 minutes, and yeah. the next day I could do 13, and the next day I felt horrible, and I could only do four. Yeah. And I felt like such a failure. The number didn't, like, I couldn't increase my number for sure. It was okay. just whatever day felt like, I don't know. It was not helpful for me. Okay. But with yoga, I can sit on the mat and stretch my muscles and practice a yoga position or stretch my front forward fold or whatever. Yeah. And even if it's a bad lung day, I can still sit and stretch. And so I can see a difference a few months later Okay. Um, with how flexible I am. Yeah. And so for me, that was more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, well, because you are a little yeah. bit competitive. Am I? Yeah, it's a little bit. <laughs> well, and also you were a gymnast. I was. Yeah. And I'm sure that that has something to do with it. About why, Probably why you enjoy it as yes. well. Because it's it's a little bit less intense version of those, you yeah. know, acrobatic positions and stuff. Because you enjoy yeah. handstands and headstands love, and stuff love, like that. Love. Yeah. Yeah, I learned that upside down is my favorite okay. position in life. Just to be upside just down. Just to be upside down. And it was like torturous when I had, like, I had a feeding tube placed this year. So it was surgically... Uh, put into my jejunum, they cut through my abdomen, and they said, you can't, like, really do anything for six weeks. That's and I was right. like, no! Yeah. <laughs> um, so I couldn't go upside down, and I remember, like, 
I was sure that I had deconditioned so much in those months following my J-tube that I wouldn't be able to do a handstand. So then when I was like, all right, I'm going to try this, and it came back like nobody's business. Like it was fine. Yeah. It doesn't go away that quick. (laughs) So I was Especially, I mean, you have such an athletic background. Because I remember a long time ago when we were in college that you came and did gymnastics at the place where I was doing gymnastics. So it's not like you've lost it all. Yeah. I think if you got back out there, you'd be all right. Yeah. Uh, so we get into diets when we talk uh, on the show here some and about how different people need different diets and about finding the individual diet that's right for each person. But yours is a little bit different than most people's diets. <laughs> By like, I, mean, a little bit, I mean, it's a lot different than most people's diets. So what is a healthy diet for a person with CF? Oh, that is a hard <laughs> question. Um... Well, again, I can't help but say it's different for everybody. Yeah. Some people find that not eating meat is better for them because they digest other food better. Some people find that eating meat is best for them. Some people find that vegetables are hard to digest. Other people, I don't even know. (laughs) But, but, But basics, though. Basics are, since our pancreas doesn't work great, we don't absorb the nutrients and the fats and the calories from our food. So basics are eat as much and as high calorie as possible. Yep. And put salt on everything. Yes. And eat extra fat with everything. Yes. That is, is the goal. Yes. Um, high fat, high, sat, high salt, high calorie is the typical CF diet. Yes. Yeah. So, and then, but it's tricky because if your pancreas doesn't work great, then you're not a... a Digesting very well. Yeah. So high fat, high calorie foods can be really, really hard, hard to, to digest. digest. Which is what you take pancreatic enzymes right. with every meal. But still, that's not like, yeah. it's still difficult to digest things exactly. sometimes. Although somebody asked me, oh, since you take seven pancreatic enzymes, could you like eat cardboard? Could that digest <laughs> cardboard? And I thought, that's a great question. <laughs> Let's try it. There's your next vlog. If you, ever, yeah, you guys right. are ever like bare on content, in this episode, Mary eats a box. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, And then uh, along with diet on the show, we like to get into the mindset of training and the psychology of fitness. So this is where we get a little more serious. This is a two-part question. Uh, Throughout knowing you, Mary, and and then watching you on the blog, you you do have this this positivity and, and this joy that you always carry about you. And a lot of people don't quite understand it because of what you've been through and what you continue to go through. So how do you remain so positive in the face of everything that you deal with on a daily basis? And how do you stay so motivated to continue doing your treatments and like avoiding risky situations? Right. I think the first thing that comes to mind is how I view my health. Um, My first semester in college, I remember sitting down with one of my professors and he was like, how's college life going? And I was like, it's great. Um, And he said, how's your health? Are you keeping up with your therapy and your treatments? And I automatically just said, oh yeah, it's great. Everything's good. And then I kind of realized, wait a second. Now that I think about it, it has been really hard to fit therapy in with studying and sleeping and dorm life and living in downtown Chicago. And best treatments don't always fit in with that. And he said, well, Mary, this is the body that you've been given, and this is your responsibility. And I loved how he put that, although it was kind of a hard pill to swallow at that moment. I was like, ooh, I need to change something. But I liked changing my perspective from like, oh, vest just doesn't fit into my life right now. I liked changing my perspective to like, my health is my responsibility. 
And yeah. if I want to be able to stay at college or grow up and get married and have a family or whatever, um, I need to take the best care of my body that I possibly can. So it doesn't mean that I never missed another vest treatment. It just means that I I put my my health and my therapy at top priority for my day, for my weeks, and for our plans in life. Um, so I think that my perspective on all that I go through, because I view it as um, just a part of my life, a part of who I am, mm-hmm. it's not encroaching on our life. So my husband and I, like, when we, when I have to be admitted to the hospital for two or three or four weeks at a time, we don't view it as my life is being put on pause. We view it as life is going to continue. It's just in a different location. And it really stinks, but it is what it is. So we just yeah. try to, instead of fighting my reality, I guess we try to just make the most of it. And for us, we that means doing silly things and making, I don't know, just finding things to laugh about in the midst of the chaos of the hospital or whatever. Because the reality is sometimes it's a lot of tears or sometimes it's a lot of pain or allergic reactions or whatever it is. But if you can (coughs) find something that is enjoyable throughout the day, um, it helps me to get through it. But um, kind of zooming out a little bit from my perspective on life in general, I grew up in a family that viewed Rachel and I, my sister and I, not as a mistake. Um, My parents always said, our girls were not a mistake. God knit them together in my womb. Uh, There's a Bible verse that says, um, I was knit together in my mother's womb. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And I love that perspective of like, I wasn't, oops, uh, she has cystic fibrosis. It's just, I am who I am. I'm not going to fight it. And I'm just going to, uh, do all that I can to take the best care of this body that I can, and it, 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 it'll be what it'll be. Yeah. Um, for my sister, at age 20... She was 20... Oh, gosh, 23? Three. When she had a double lung transplant. Um, her lungs had progressed yeah. to the point where, you know, and she was taking care of her body. Yeah. Just, and it, it was what it was, yeah. and there was no fighting it. It was just, that's what we had to do. And so she did it, and... Um, for me, I'm 28, and I have not had a lung transplant at this point. About one year ago, they started talking about lung transplant, and, um, you know, it kind of shakes you up. And yeah. we actually have a video uh, that first day that my doctor brought up lung transplant. We were kind of, like, taken by surprise, but we were we decided to set the camera up and just film our initial reaction. Okay. And, like, ultimately, I'm glad we did that because here we are a year later and my lungs are actually stronger now yeah uh through a series of events <laughs> um which i'm so grateful for yeah. um but you know there are things that we're gonna walk through in life that are challenging whether it's like something seemingly small or something big and for me that felt big it felt like a, a big uh conversation to start having but i'm grateful we walked through it together and yeah. um you know, one of the things I talk about is the joy of the Lord is my strength. I don't think this is something I could just switch on in my brain. Oh, I'm going to be happy today. It's not just a decision I make. It's it's something I feel very deeply. And I'm thankful that God walks through all of this with us. And he is not absent. He is very present. Yeah. That's, 
that's kind of the way that that we I remember sitting in the hospital bed with Rachel when they came in and told us that she, she needed a transplant and that was just like earth shattering right because she had we had taken such good care of her lungs I mean we were doing her best I was doing manual therapy on her right. like we did everything we could and eventually her her body just had too many infections in her lungs and it was one of those things where you when you're faced with that it's not even a choice it's like right. this is what this is what is now in front of you this yep. is and you know we believe this was this was god's plan was for this to happen and it, and it like you said it wasn't it wasn't a mistake and now yep. looking 7 years later if we she had not had her transplant I, I'm not sure what what had happened, but yeah. if she'd not had her transplant, that wouldn't have gotten us started down the road of now looking towards adoption because of the medications that she's on for anti-rejection. And if we had not gone down that path, we wouldn't have adopted Wesley. Right. So it's like one of those things that like <laughs> now, I mean, looking down the road, you know, all these things come together. Yeah. So it's, it's these seemingly, and they are difficult and, yeah. and they seem impossible when they're in front of you, but it's almost like, well, I don't have another choice. Yep. This is what I need to do. And like you said, you know, we have God walking with us through these things and it's just, you just do it. Yeah, that's right. And, um, I was thinking, uh, this is our reality. Like you were saying, like when you were sitting there and this was your reality, I've been thinking about that kind of idea recently where I don't know what the plan is for the next month or year. I, there's really no way to make a five-year plan living with cystic fibrosis. <laughs> yeah. But I've decided that I do believe that God will walk us through our reality. Whatever that reality is, maybe it's not an ideal situation, but God will walk us through and help us deal with our reality. Yeah. So do you ever allow yourself times to be afraid or to let negative thoughts come in? Or do you find that that kind of thinking is not beneficial to life with CF? I definitely have times where uh, I'm sad or frustrated or angry or all of the emotions. Um, I choose how I process those things. I surround myself with truth, with okay. what I want to who who do I want to be my cheerleader through this? Gotcha. Um, and so I I blast music with um, with truth in it for me. Yeah. And so I surround myself with what I want to feed into me at those hardest moments. Okay. But I'm human as we all are, and yeah. so yeah, it gets frustrating. It gets overwhelming for sure. It's stressful. And it's amazing to me that because you and Rachel have the same attitude towards this, that I'm a pretty positive person. <laughs> but the things there are some times where I where I worry about things. And anytime I start expressing those worries or something to Rachel, she always reminds me of like, well, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. So tell me. And then she's like, it's really not that bad. Yeah. I'm like, well, OK. <laughs> but when you think about it, it's like when you when you get to those points and you think, well, what's the worst going to happen? And what are my choices? And then you can kind of snap yourself and or using music or or friends or support system or prayer or your faith or whatever it is yeah. but yeah cause, i mean we are human we're going to have those dips but i think the important thing is to understand it's okay to have those that little bit of self-doubt but the problem is is, is if you wallow in that and yes. you let yourself become consumed by self-doubt yep then you end up in that cycle of of pitying your situation which yes. a lot of people would be would say well you all have a lot to feel sorry for yourselves mm. about but you all understand living with this that you you can't live like that right it's just not a healthy pattern to live in yeah it just isn't 
um, productive yeah. for me to feel sorry for myself. I I think for me, oh, actually, yeah, this comes to mind. So when I'm feeling like, okay, so say I have a day where I'm like not breathing great, I'm feeling frustrated, and really it's ultimately a lack of control. I have no control over, I've already done my hour of therapy, or maybe yeah. I've done two hours today, and I still don't feel well. I try to gain control over something I have control <laughs> over, and I start vacuuming. Yeah. <laughs> or I... I have made up my own little like chants and things that I can <laughs> And one thing we we say a lot is do what you think you can't do. Yeah. And uh, that is something that I kind of cling to because I know when I was in the hospital a couple weeks ago, I was at the gym, at the hospital gym with my physical therapist and I was like I wanted them to push me hard. Mm-hmm during my workouts and I was like chanting to myself do what you think you can't do because I was feeling it man so spreading positivity is a huge part of the fry life's message so both for the fry life fans who are listening to this and the fitness folks who normally listen to this podcast what advice do you have for people who are dealing with self-doubt worry anxiety and negativity in a certain situation I think realizing that we cannot change our reality, but what we can choose is we can choose joy in the midst of whatever our reality is. And uh, surrounding yourself with the people or the message that you want to believe. And so if you have a cheerleader in your life, somebody who can encourage you when you're in the midst of uh, downtime, somebody to cheer you on and tell you that you can do the things you think you can't do. Yeah, that's awesome. Choose joy. I'm going to start telling my clients that. Like when I'm, they're, they're on like the third set of burpees. I'm like, look, this is a choice. You can choose to be happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we always end our interviews with a lightning round. I call it a lightning round, but somebody brought to my attention the other day that we end up getting into some of these questions. So don't feel like you have to give them a one-word answer, but you okay. can give them a one-word answer. If you need to explain it, you can explain it. Okay. So favorite food to help you keep on weight? Double stuffed Oreos. So a certain flavor? Just plain. Just plain. Nothing okay. but plain. Nothing but plain. Favorite yoga pose? Handstand. Okay. What's the weirdest thing you've ever done on a blog? (laughs) Well, the first thing that comes to mind is the time that I accidentally farted and it ended up in the vlog. Wait, was it supposed to be edited out? Well, okay, I couldn't decide because it was so (laughs) funny. Like, I laughed hysterically every time we edited that portion of that day's vlog. And so I was like, if I laugh this much at it, I hope that 180,000 people can laugh at it. So we left it in. You you chose joy about your farts. I sure did. That's good. Any other weird things that you've done for it? Weirder than that? I mean, it's always weird to hold a camera at yourself in public. So That's every true. single day, yeah. I do weird things for the vlog. That's true. I look like a weirdo. Yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, what's the least favorite treatment that you have to do for CF? Those times that my lungs have so much mucus that I have to force a cough. And they call it like huff coughing. Oh, god! Deep breathing, like breathing out really low. And you can yeah. hear it rumbling. And then causing a cough. Because at that point in the day, you're probably like so tired of coughing this is how I feel anyway, yeah. that the last thing I want to do is Man. cough anymore, but Gosh, I have to. I, rem- I remember those days. <laughs> where it's, it's almost like a cough until you're about to wheeze. Like <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. Until you start coughing. Yeah, that's, pro- that's definitely It's hard work. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, and this is like you're, you're done your vest for 45 minutes, and then you're coughing for like, what, 15, yeah. 10, 15 sometimes? Yeah. 
Uh, you mentioned way back in the beginning here and how you all started the vlog that you all lived in Scotland for a bit when Peter was in seminary. So what's something that you enjoyed in Scotland uh, that you can't do or you can't get here in the U.S.? <laughs> Kinder eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, we can get them now, but they're not the same, right? They're not the same. Okay, so what's the difference between a U.S. Kinder egg and... Okay, the real Kinder, Kinder egg is a chocolate egg, and inside the chocolate egg, there is a yellow plastic yolk that inside that is a toy. The okay. Kinder Joy, which is available in the U.S., yes. it's like two plastic halves. Yeah. One half has like icing in it. And you, and you yeah. peel the little lid off and yeah. you eat the icing. And the other side has a toy completely separate. So it's safe. Gotcha. But they're not the same as Kinder eggs. Okay. <laughs> Kinder surprise eggs, I should say. So do you order those from Scotland and get them over here still? No, we don't. Oh, okay. If you were an animal, what animal would you be? <laughs> I think you should be the one to answer that. What, you uh, know what? me. What animal would ah, I be? Man. What do I look like? <laughs> or what do I act, act like? like? I will. Rachel always calls me Mary whenever I make her angry because our yeah. personalities are so similar. So I think you would have to be something in the simian family so something monkey related i was thinking monkey too. yeah because i'm everyone says i look like a lemur because my eyes are big but they're also kind of set back oh. <laughs> so i kind of look like a lemur i always look surprised um hmm. chewbacca no chewbacca's not a monkey he's <laughs> not even a real animal all right your, your animal can be chewbacca okay but like like a young chewbacca okay uh what is your liver's nickname I do believe it was named Lavinia. Lavernia. Wait, really? Yeah, your liver is named Lavernia. I didn't know yeah, that. You named your, I remember when you named your liver in, Lavernia. In high school? Yeah. Lavernia? Lavernia. Okay, well, I I will make it known that I don't call it Lavernia, but okay. now I know the name. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that I was the one who remembered that one. You normally remember everything. Uh, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Orangutan, that's what you are. Okay. Okay, I just just realized it. So good. Yep, okay. <laughs> if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Well, <laughs> omnipresence. Omnipresence. <laughs> Does that count? Uh, yeah. Well, we do have a shirt that says breathing is my superpower. That's kind of what I was leading to, too. I was going to tell you were going to say breathing. But yeah, yeah besides breathing, yeah, that that's, would be a, awesome. that's an awesome shirt. I think anyone who does like high intensity cardio should probably wear a shirt that says breathing is my superpower. It's a yes. pretty awesome shirt. But yeah, for omnipresence, most people say like flight or, or tele <laughs> I wanna tele be, like telepathy or something. I want to be in Maryland with my family and in Massachusetts where my husband's job is and where my okay. healthcare is so yeah omnipresence that's that's pretty sweet that's good uh what is one question that people can probably go ahead and stop asking about cf the one question that you get all the time i know rachel has the couple that she yeah. is just over getting but what's one that people can just go ahead and stop asking are you feeling good <laughs> you're feeling good yeah, so that was her number one <laughs> the other one is how long will you live Oh, well, I think that's a pretty reasonable question, but... No, it's not a reasonable question for a normal person to ask another human. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, the answer is Google it. Yeah. <laughs> no, the answer is we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. yeah, but I think how are you feeling is because is it's just like... How are you feeling? Yeah. Oh, it's a hard one because it's like 
in comparison to my friend who's in the ICU right now, I'm feeling great. In comparison to my very best day, I'm not feeling good. But um, the when they when people but people are trying to be sweet and say yeah. like you look so good today yeah um I think that that's one like myth about CF is that because we aren't in a hospital bed every single day or like you're not wearing oxygen or you're not fulfilling the statistics in their minds yeah. then therefore you are doing great okay um but the reality is that the infection is invisible yeah. And it's constant and the fight is constant and it looks very different for every patient. Yeah. So well, Rachel uh, always says, if I can't feel good, I'm gonna look good. <laughs> that's how <laughs> that's she always awesome. approached it. Uh, last one. If you could go back in time, talk to the younger Mary and give her some advice about persistence and positivity throughout everything that you've had to deal with now as an adult with CF, what advice would you give your younger self? <laughs> the first thing that came to mind was the time I hid my vitamins in the uh, chimney of the dollhouse. Maybe don't do that. Uh, just take your pills. <laughs> take it's your fine. Pills. <laughs> but hey, for I only did that once. So. Okay. <laughs> it's really not that important. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've, got, you've gotten a chance to travel all the way back in time. And the only thing you're going to say is, hey, take your pills. <laughs> don't hide them in that chimney. <laughs> really, though, honestly, I would say, like get ready it's mm. it's hard uh, really? uh, i made the whole way without crying it's <laughs> <laughs> awesome and thank you so much for being here mary you already know how much you mean to me but um i really think that your message is just so inspiring to everyone listening and to the people who also watch your daily vlogs uh, can you tell us how we can keep up with you on your vlog where we can find that and keep up with you on Instagram. Yeah, it's totally like, it's an honor and it's a lot of pressure. Like I feel a lot of pressure. I want to like communicate well about living with cystic fibrosis and we do our very best. Um, we're completely human though, so we definitely miss some things here and there. Um, but yeah, our videos are on YouTube. If you go to YouTube and just type in The Fry Life, F-R-E-Y, that's my last name, The Fry Life. Um, our channel should pop up and you can start on the playlist about living with cystic fibrosis or there's a playlist called New Here. Find out more about the Fry Life. Yeah, you give, can give you a little background to catch you up so you yeah. know the, the characters and stuff right. as you get into the new episodes. <laughs> um, and then on Instagram, I'm Fry Living. So F-R-E-Y-L-I-V-I-N-G. Yep, so you can see your sweet yoga poses. Oh, yeah. There. yeah. <laughs> and you all also have a store where you sell some of your Fry Life gear. So if, if you guys want to pick up that Do What You Think You Can't Do shirt or the Choose Joy stuff or the Laugh Every Day, some, some cool inspirational Breathing shirts. Breathing is my superpower. Breathing is my superpower. Shirts that are very gym appropriate. Um, how can people find your store? It's just thefrylife.com or in the description of any of our videos, there'll be a link. Okay, so, yeah, so if they find you on YouTube, they can probably find all the other stuff yep. right there. That's right. Excellent. Thank you so much, Mary. Thank you. This was fun and scary. <laughs>
I know we barely scratched the surface of Mary's story and her message, so be sure to check out The Fry Life on YouTube for daily content. If you'd like to connect with us on social media, you can do so using the handle at straightshottraining. And if you're like many people out there who have been making fitness-related New Year's resolutions, we'd love to help you out. From January 1st through January 14th, if you sign up for a subscription to our online training service, you get your first month free. With a subscription to Straight Shot, you get six workouts a week that have all of your mobility, prehab, strength, conditioning, and cooldowns programmed for you, including video demos for everything. You also get access to a private Facebook group where you can connect with me and all of the other athletes on the program, plus a weekly coaching Q&A with me to help you make the most of your training. Again, your first month is free if you sign up from January 1st to January 14th. So head over to straightshottraining.com and click Let's Get Started. Thanks again, and have a great New Year, everybody. 